Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ed Carbajal. Weekly, we are brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Check out AllAccessMMA.com for our video podcast, MMA news, and MMA stories. My man, Ed, how's it going, brother? Cool. Nice to have a little uh, week off while you were over in Colorado. Um, so there, we had no podcast last week. Just a quick note for folks that are regular listeners. Uh, we're here this week and no podcast again next week because I have a lot of work to do with my other job. So um, no podcast next week. And then we should be back to our regularly weekly schedule after that. So that's why we haven't had any guests lately, just because of how broken up things are. But um if you can't tell by my unshaved face and my tired eyes being worked to the bone at, at my other my other job. But um yeah. Uh I wish I was with you in Colorado because that literally was probably where all the great fights were happening. I mean, <clears throat> if you weren't paying attention to it. I'm not going to lie, dude, like, as far as one championship is concerned, I had casuals mentioning that event to me. For the one championship? Yeah, I had somebody at work uh, approach me about it. Multiple people actually approached me about it and uh, mentioned Rod Tang. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was was a hell of a week, man. It was a hell of a week. Before we jump into that, just so I don't forget, um, this Friday night, uh, John Brumley goes Mm. for the uh, epic fighting uh, 170 pound uh, championship amateur event out of San Diego, but one of the top uh, tier events. Um, he's actually headlining it on the poster, uh, going for the world title. So um, it's available online um, at epicfightinglive.com. It's a $20 pay per view. It is amateur fighting, but um, it, it might be worth your money. It comes on at 8 o'clock Pacific time on Friday. So I think pretty much after Bellator and BKFC will have cleared out that Friday night. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for some late night entertainment, 20 bucks to support the amateurs and uh, yeah. and our buddy John Brumley. Um, yeah. Hopefully coming back with the gold. Yeah, Bellator card is early Friday, so that should work out for folks there. If you want to fill some fights for your Friday night, that's actually good. I'm glad you uh, mentioned it. Uh, so now, yeah, let's jump back to, uh, international fight week, 2023, uh, the real one, the real one, uh, <laughs> got out there Saturday morning. BKFC was Saturday evening. Um, uh, cool arena, small six, 7,000 seats, uh, basically just one giant bowl, um, perfectly sized. Uh, so mean, the arena that, that that was in was the same arena one used, right? For, correct. For, they had the for, exact same Bank arena Center. Yeah. and roughly the same setup other than one having a, a bigger and more extravagant stage. Mm. Um, nice size, not a bad seat in the house. Uh, standing room only. I mean, you're talking every seat in the mm. house sold for both events. Uh, BKFC had a few available the days prior, but by, uh, but by fight time, it was... You know, there was lines for the bathrooms, lines for the beers, and and mm-hmm. uh, and every seat in the in the arena full. So, and what um, a fucking card that was, huh? Man, it was fun. <laughs> um, like know, I'm not even that into it, but like I, I literally, like just, I mean, even like so you guys know I write for my MMA news, and my editor couldn't stop. I mean, talking about it. Um, he, it's just it, it, the stuff that I did see from it. I'm just like, uh, I mean. It, 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 it seemed unbelievable. 
it it really was unbelievable. I mean, it was it was unbelievable in a sense that it was you're watching Bare Knuckle Fight, which this was my fourth live event, so I'm become kind of a veteran mm-hmm. of I guess going to these now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not as shocking as the first time I was there, and it was like instant flashback to the '90s. But um, seeing the big names, mm-hmm. um, Cage Side or not Cage Side, Squared Circle Side, whatever they mm-hmm. call it, uh, Justin Gagey, Kamara Usman. Pat Barry, Rose Namajunas. I mean, you start. It was, yeah, it was Con- a, Connor was there. Connor McGregor <laughs> showed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was it, it was the place to be on Saturday night. How? What was the vibe like when he showed up? Oh, the place went nuts. <laughs> the place went nuts. Um, and and it, it put a smile on my face. I was mm-hmm. I was laughing about it too, just because it's a big moment for Bare Knuckle to have somebody like that show up and lend more credibility to the to the average fight mm-hmm. fan. I mean, yeah, you, you know. You had a lot of people there who probably don't get to go to a lot of fights, you know, up until this little run in Denver, um, mm. there really hasn't been, you know, event after event after event, despite being, you know, the initial home of UFC one uh, and UFC two for that matter. Um, it, it, it really, it's never, I never really thought of it as the fight capital, but, you know, being there for the BKFC, like I said, crowd was hyped crowd was into it. Um, cool crowd, not, you know, you, you're not, in, there's, there's no, you don't feel like there's, even though you're at a violent event, you're not, there's no, it was cool. Like it, it was just, everybody was getting along. Everybody was shooting the shit. Everybody was just extremely ecstatic to see the fight card that was gonna, that was gonna happen. And then mm-hmm. it off. I mean, and you know, and you get knockouts, knockout, seven second knockout, you know, and, and really all of it, it, you know, um, the Ben Rothwell fight was the first fight where I was like, okay, big dudes are in town now. Like, you know, and they put together uh, him and Copeland went at it, and you saw big dudes swinging and showing heart, and you know, eventually Copeland's corner threw in the towel, but mm-hmm. do I mean he was getting he was taking his shots. The female fight was a little disappointing uh, because it had to be stopped due to a cut on Beck Rollins. Yeah, yeah, I actually the the uh, post event press conference, they were they both sat there together and they were you know amicable with each other, and and um, um, a rematch seemed to be welcomed by both women if they did it again. So I feel like. When, someone, when a fight gets stopped like that, I feel like that warrants a rematch. I think I think it's bound to happen. Um, you know, and, and uh, Faria was doing her thing. She was probably going to win the fight. I mean, obviously she cut her, um, which means, you know, in the bare knuckle, especially you're mm-hmm. landing something. Um, but like I said, Connor was there in Beck's corner. He, you know, he so she had a little ad- shot of adrenaline, it looked like, as he walked into the ring during the mm-hmm. ring announcements. <laughs> um, it was wild. Well, so they it, just it was, let him do whatever he wanted while he was there because it was, you know, you just, I mean, Conor McGregor is obviously a huge worldwide star. Um, yeah. And, it, and it, it just, you just didn't expect it. It was the last thing in the world I expected was to see him come around the corner of the yeah, ring. It seemed like the know? UFC didn't expect it either because he, not only did he show up there and give them some love, but I mean, like, it, people were speculating that'll be him because he's, he's I love this game. I would absolutely love to do this. Of course, he's yeah. That bare knuckle, I don't think has the money to that he would demand to do it. Mm. Maybe a few years down the line, if Connor goes through the ups and downs uh, financially, Mm. um, we could see it. But um, I think the money's in MMA for for Connor McGregor. I think he he would actually do well there too. Oh, he'd do really well in it. Yeah, he it's it's tailor made for him. I mean, it it you know it 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 really is. you know, speaking of Taylor made, I mean, Taylor made for Eddie Alvarez, you know, I know Eddie Alvarez has a ground game and he used some of his wrestling in MMA, but the, just the, 
the ferocity and, and everything is 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 right up his alley. Mm-hmm. Chad Mendes is somebody I didn't think it would trans. You know, he was known for his wrestler wrestling, kind of known as a wet blanket in, in yeah. for a large portion of his career. But, but that's that's the thing about guys that come from wrestling. Like when they when they start getting halfway decent and striking, all all that small twitch muscle explosiveness translate to power when they start throwing yeah, hands. So I mean, every every wrestler winds up having knockout power and without even knowing it so i i wasn't too surprised but i i get i get that that's where a lot of people come from even including myself when you first hear chad mendes and bkfc i thought he'd have issues with reach um being a slightly mm-hmm. shorter fighter um i thought he made a little too stocky maybe um which which i thought maybe would be kind of bigger target um mm-hmm. but i mean he's he's built like a tank and he, i mean he sw- hits like a tank and i mean that fight was that the arena was so exciting it, it was it it was it was it was old school. It mm. was it was Gina Carano cyborg. It yeah. was like you know UFC has its moments. There, there's no BS in. I, we can promote all these other events. A huge fight in the UFC. There is nothing mm. like it. When there's twenty thousand people in, in in an arena, it's going off. There's just nothing like it. But for to be in a small arena when you're seeing something that really hasn't necessarily been seen before. Yeah. Um, it, it, there's, it's a different feeling, and 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 to hear the place rocking, the crowd chanting the guys' names. Um, I mean, it was just great. It was mm. great, and 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 you know, Alvarez well, pulled off the split decision. They dropped each other in the last round. I mean, you couldn't yeah, have no, asked the, for a more poetic finish. And to again, that fight. there were there were another. They came up to the post fight press conference together, and you know, commending each other. And you know, Chad Mendes talked about how he's retiring, and Alvarez obviously seems to want another because he's just that's something he's just seems to to. I mean, fight if uh, fighting has been you you know he, he's not called the underground king for nothing. I kind of knew he would do well when he when this fight when they announced it especially now with everything and both of them kind of admitted like like for other fighters to hear them like you know there's just something uh the energy and the the training it, it's not as hard as mma because you don't have to do as you know you obviously you just focus on the striking aspect and conditioning your hands not every single nuance of fighting like mixed martial arts has so i think that's why we're seeing so many like fighters um Maybe not even. I don't want to say over, over the hill or or at the end of their careers because the half of that main event for me, Mike Mike Perry is not a, an older guy. Like Mike Perry's in his prime, and for me, I, I honestly think if anyone's going to be, you know, whatever what George St. Pierre was to MMA or Fader, like if BKFC is going to have that guy now in the era, for me, that guy's going to be Mike Perry if he keeps going the way that he does. I know that was the last fight on his contract, but I don't. And I, I didn't see if there was any news that he renewed with them yet. But I hope he does renew with them. I mean, where else is he going to go? Unless <laughs> one of the other bare knuckle organizations, you know, mm-hmm. offers him mega bucks. Like it seems like this is definitely his yeah. his forte. I mean, you mentioned Mike Perry, so him and Luke Rockhold face head off at the main event. I mean, a good good two rounds of action. I mean, a round and a half, whatever. I mean, I don't know what you, you can only expect so much in this. I mean, you literally got five second knockouts, seven second knockouts. Most people were, were frustrated at the end because they got the impression that Luke Rockhold quit, which mm-hmm. I guess technically he did. However, once you see the post fight photos of his lip torn in half, his teeth rearranged, you know, you, you, you know, <laughs> possible broken jaw. I don't know if that was ever confirmed or not, but I mean, just, you look at it and you go, dude, the guy gave it. He went out there. He, he shot his shot at it. He landed some good punches. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Mike Perry's just a dog, man. He's just a bulldog in there. And, um, 
you know, I think someone's going to have to basically just put his lights out for him to almost lose one of these fights just because, you know, he goes in there so hard. I mean, he can lose a close decision, but I I have a feeling like it's eventually, I I don't think this is a sport of long winning streaks. I, Mm. I, obviously it's, it's new enough where we don't really know yet. But if anyone could do it, I feel like he's the guy that can do it. You know what I mean? That like, just the way he's been, especially the thing that won me over for him is, but in this type of fighting was, it was his thriller fight, you know, where he almost got dropped and, and he actually hinted at this when he spoke at at the post event press conference, he was like, I, I kind of got to get hit a little. You got to hurt me a little to make me mad so I can come at you. And I think we've seen that in all of his fights. Like, it's almost like, like, it's almost like, um, I remember, uh, like, when you look back at, like, Tito Ortiz versus Chuck Liddell, there was one point in, in, in their fight when, um, you know, the when they fought in their prime, um, where where Ortiz lands a decent shot on, on Liddell, and you could immediately see, he's like, oh, shit, I probably... Shouldn't have done that. Yeah, and he yeah, covers yeah. up and Chuck Liddell just unloads on him. That's the that's the vibe I got off of, of what happened and the way Perry fights and the fact that that he beat a bigger dude. That's one thing that he put as a feather in his own cap in the post-event press conference. He was just like, you know, he wasn't taking Rockhold lightly because of his size and his reach and stuff. He was like he was a legitimate threat. So for him, I mean that was more that was a victory for him. Um, you know, he 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 seemed like he when he mentioned his free agency, he was he definitely let the folk BKFC folks and Feldman know, like, I like what we're doing together. So, I mean, again, I've been so busy, I haven't been able to keep up on whether or not they announced that he's re-signed with them. But I wouldn't be surprised if that happens and if they have to throw him some extra money, um, not the Ninganu money, but but you know what I mean, like money, money to keep him happy and keep him around. I mean. Perry's not an idiot either. He, he he said, I have to talk it over with my team and my family too, because I mean, it is bare knuckle. Um, it still has the stigma of, you know, all the blood and guts and all that shit. But I, I just feel like, I mean, if he got a couple of more in there and, and he, he could literally be like the face of bare knuckle, the, the sport, not just BKFC, but like, you know, he there's could, he something could... there. I mean, he has a chance <laughs> yeah. at it. they're going to give him the opportunity if he wants mm-hmm. to take it. So, I mean, it, it could be a wild career turnaround for someone that was seemed to be kind of washed out of MMA and mm-hmm. on a heavy journeyman status to uh, to now potentially be in the face of an, an entire sport. Um, so, yeah, the event was great. They follow up this Friday night, uh, BKFC 42 <coughs> in Greenville, South Carolina, uh, in uh, Dr. John Lucas's neighborhood. So, Best of uh, luck to John Lucas. Hopefully, he has a good night of work as the cut man and, and main, or not cut man, but main medical physician uh, for the night. And uh, and everything goes well at that event. That's this Friday. Prelims kick off at 7 p.m. Eastern time, so a little bit ab- hour earlier than than you know the West Coast Midwest start. So um, 7 7 p.m. BKFC 42 this Friday night. Uh, looks like a few good good fights on the on the card. Um, so yeah, BKFC finished on Saturday. Wednesday ended up at uh, Invicta Fighting Championships 53. Um, fun event, small event, uh, bar basically. Uh, I ended up standing the whole event. Uh, got there, uh, traffic kicked my ass. Ended up there uh, after the very first fight, uh, which uh, isn't my my forte, but uh, in a foreign city, I, I got I got swamped there. Um, Obviously, the main event didn't end the way we wanted it to, but Jillian put up a hell of a fight. Uh, Riani Dos Santos looks good. Younger fighter. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's part of the sport. Um, 
but yeah. uh, but overall, yeah. you know, I mean, it, you know, I, I there's no real way to sugarcoat it. Obviously, we were rooting hard for Jillian. Um, yeah, but she I was in the cage. Matt Hawkins, thirsty ass Matt Hawkins, likes to go and take pictures of the champ right after. So, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I, I'm I, I mean, I, <laughs> thirsty ass. I was like, when I saw it, I was like, come on, man! But I know you're a fan, and not for I'm nothing. A fan it, of the sport. It I'm was a great. It was a great. I'm champion. just. I just did that to break your balls. Yeah, no, I, know. <laughs> I, I noticed. I, I figured you, that was that was coming. Honestly, uh, but I posted it. I thought Ed's gonna kick my ass for seeing you doing this. Yeah, no, um, I was gonna wait till I saw you to, to, to say something. You know, but no, it, it was. It, it's the name of the game, and 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 Jillian's aware of that, and. Like you said, it was a hell of a fight. There's there was questionable rounds there, where I I felt like shit. With Jillian won some. Um, it looked like there was moments where 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 the the new champ thought about uh you know like like fatiguing or it looked like she was fatiguing. Mm-hmm. I felt like those leg kicks were, were working for for Jillian. Um, um, but there was just other even that there's a point on the ground that I thought Jillian would uh kind of had the advantage, and then it looked like uh. Uh, Rand just found her her I don't know her second wind or something was able to do to counter her counters and it's actually a really great fight I mean midweek um, you know Invicta cards because of their midweek they're, they're, they're not that big because obviously folks aren't going to be up that late on a Wednesday night but um, that fight was great and then um, you had the fight with uh, Olga Rubin hitting that buggy choke um, where, you, where you said you got there late, but you saw that one, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a picture with Olga after that fight. Had to get a picture with the first person I've ever seen pull off the buggy choke. Mm. Um, so that was that was cool. That was the co-main event. I, I caught the vast majority of it. I walked in as they were announcing the winner of the, the first fight, which was, which was of course, a knockout. Um, but, um, but yeah, uh, you know, like I pretty much think exactly what you were saying about how, how I saw it from the crowd uh, perspective. Um, I, I had it two two going into the fifth round uh, for the championship fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that uh, Dos Santos stole one of the rounds. Mm. I felt like there was one where, like, in the last 10, 20 seconds, she kind of reversed something on the ground, or I can't recall exactly. I think it was maybe the second round, uh, maybe the third round. But um, by the third round, you mm-hmm. could see fatigue starting to kick. In. It appeared fatigue mm-hmm. was starting to kick in, and then obviously she got a little bit of a, um, you know. Energy. Yeah, I mean, what's crazy is that they they both found like energy to keep going all the way to the end, which is what made it such a great fight. I think a rematch is definitely warranted, but you know. Well, I mean, that's my opinion. Obviously, a little biased because because of because of our relationship with Jillian. But you know, I feel like a rematch is warranted just because she she wasn't finished. It went to distance, and you know, it went to the judges. So, um, if if you want a convincing win, like you look at the, I mean, I know we're gonna move on to it, but when you look at the the main event of uh, of um, one championship, you know, they have Rod, um, Mighty Mouse and Marais had a finish. You know, one guy finished the other. Second guy, they did two finishes, and then the third one was a decision, which that made more sense because they both finished each other before that. So I feel like if a rematch is at best two out of three, like like they do in the fighting video games, you know. So so I hope uh, Lionheart gets another chance to to get that belt back because uh, I mean she worked just as hard as anybody else is trying to be a champion, and uh, you know she literally that 
she has a job and everything like like to to become a champion at that level and still keep your your day job and everything i mean who else does that steve miosic did that yeah. i can't well, think she is a, she else. was a champion she is a champion mm-hmm. she'll always be a champion i don't know the i don't know the divisional layouts of invicta i'm not going to sit here and act like i know the adam weight rankings and, and who's the next in line and so on and so forth i do know that delboni was obviously one of the contenders but she's mm-hmm. fighting in a higher weight class yeah. now um so I, I feel like whether it's an immediate rematch or it's one fight down the line, I, I think Jillian literally is worst case one win away uh, from having to get, the, I mean, she was a champion and lost like, you know, two of the judges had it pretty wide. I think one judge had it three rounds to two, um, you know, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm going to watch it. If you fight again, it was a hell of a fight. Um, I did not get the opportunity to meet her, which was obviously disappointing. Um, you know, as a fight fan, it's, it's hard for me to uh, necessarily know how to approach, you know, I, one, she wasn't around a lot after the fight, um, but I just didn't, it wasn't an opportunity and it's hard to approach somebody who's just laid their, you know, blood and yeah, heart of in the ring. And, and I don't, and as, as somebody who's never met her before, it was, it wasn't, it, it wasn't the yeah. time. I didn't feel like it was the time. So I oh, let no, it slide by not, yeah. and, and um, I'll, I'll look forward to meeting her uh, at one of her next fights in the future. But, um, but it was disappointing because I, I did want to shake her hand and, and, and hope to be congratulating her. Um, but even before the event, I didn't see her walking around while a few of the other uh, fighters were kind of, you know, getting their tension out, walking around the crowd mm-hmm. and stuff. But, but I thought she put on a great fight. Invictus show overall was fun. Um, fairly fast paced as far as the, the fights go. There's not a big gap in between small venue. If they have it in Denver, again, if anybody knows it's in a real small venue bar on each side, which is super convenient. Obviously, if you, mm-hmm. if you want to have a couple of drinks or cocktails and, and watch the fights and it's super intimate. I mean, you're, you're, you're literally in a place with, you know, maybe 200 people, 250 people. So it's not a, it's not a big venue. It's like a little nightclub uh, with the cage and the stage and, uh, and, and real works, right? Yes, Real Works in Denver. So um, it seems to be their new kind of Denver home. I know they, they hinted on Twitter that they want to kind of bounce around a little bit, which hopefully they do. And and I know you've been uh, angling for an Atlantic <laughs> City show for all yeah. time and eternity. And I, had I know, I know New Jersey's fucked up, but like New Jersey's probably just hard for promoters to work with with all their, you know, just because of cost. Um, but, you know, uh, it would it would be nice. I mean, it would be so somewhat local for 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 Jillian, and there's a lot of fighters under like she talks about Fatima, you know Fatima Klein could could also you know they could really rake in some tickets. I mean they could do uh, I mean you know they, I'm not expecting them to do Prudential Center, but I feel like Atlantic City is definitely more doable than than a big you know. Seems like there's uh, got to be a, a theater or something out mm-hmm. there. I mean I've never been to Atlantic City, but if it's anything close to Vegas, there's gotta be theaters. and. Oh yeah. No, they have ovation hall, boardwalk hall. There you go. I mean, whatever the hard rock, I mean, hard rock has hosted MMA events. I, I know they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're doing the ADCC and the show both this fall. So there you go. It's like, there there's, yeah, there's plenty of place, places. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyways, you know, like I said, didn't go our way uh, as, as cheering fans, but hell of a fight, fun event, buggy choke, you know, I'd never <laughs> seen one live. So that was extremely cool. Um, that was Wednesday night. Friday night, as you mentioned, won a little bit earlier. Uh, I mean, I can't even say enough good things about the one championship. When, show. when I when I watched the opener, that's when I messaged you. I was watching the opener, and I was just like, "It looks, it's just it. It looks like I. I really wish I was there." <laughs> yeah, I recorded the opener. I don't remember <laughs> a lot of video at the fights, but I recorded once I saw what was about to happen. I was like, "Oh man, this is." Did just... you post it anywhere? You got to post. No, it it's about a five-minute video, and I don't pay for Twitter, so I, uh-huh. I have to break it down. I can do a couple of the uh, 
a couple of them, you know, at least half. Yeah, of chop it up and put some. Chop up, it yeah. up. Um, uh, but um, yeah, just just, uh, you know, it's not Pride Fighting Championship. Pride mm. Fighting Championship is never coming back. As much as that hurts me to <laughs> to, to swallow, you know. Yeah. Um, but it, it felt close. as close as it yeah. could to sitting in a arena and oh, an Asian marketplace. If only they came a month later. <laughs> You know, um, the the stage was spectacular. I mean, Bellator has a cool little stage. This thing was like, you know, the Academy Awards of MMA. You know mm. what I mean? Like it was, it was. You felt like you were watching an absolute spectacle. The yeah. laser lights off the ceiling, the laser lights shooting around. The um, and 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 there's people again. Like there's people that that don't watch fights the way we watch fights that I talk to. That were literally were talking to me about Stan Fairtex's finish, Rod Tang's finish. I'm just like, and 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 the and of course, obviously that I train with that those grappling they follow they follow the grappling matches. I mean, the fact that they're on Amazon Prime as make it easily accessible. Um, Chatri was talking about afterwards in the post fight event press conference, and he's a little hard to listen to uh, in his press conferences. Just I'm not going to lie because of the way he overinflates a lot of things. But he says Amazon's happy with their numbers and they want to do more. He did say that they would be coming back again before the end of the year. Um, if obviously their rule set, it's only in Colorado right now. But I, if I, if other states see the success that they had, and these numbers that come out aren't are are more true than than you know bragging, you know not not fucking slap fight versus the NFL numbers, but you know what I mean, like the verifiable success numbers. <laughs> Then I feel like other states will be like, "Hey, we want to get a piece of that pie." I, di- I mean, they, they did say I, I follow them on LinkedIn too, and they did say they're they, they're opening an office or offices for at least creating content in New York, and I feel like that's kind of like a good way, segue for them to try to get at least this half of the country that I'm on, our my coast, to 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 try to get on board with that rule set. I don't think New York and New Jersey will would do it because. They're, let's let's be honest. They're a little soft when it comes to uh to to changing combat sports. New Jersey is the state that literally <laughs> took away grounded knees. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like like it's 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 uh it'd be probably be a long time coming, but um you know maybe one of the Carolinas, somebody for uh, Florida. I feel like everything goes in Florida, but some place. Yeah, I yeah. mean I, I you know here's the other angle, and I don't know. So there was no knees to the grounded head. There wasn't even one thrown the whole event. So it, it, that's kind of a uh, kind of an odd, mm. you know, thing to happen. Um, so you really don't have to necessarily. I I don't want them to get rid of the rule, mm-hmm. but if they got offered, you know, the theater at Madison Square Garden, and yeah. you had to just not do grounded knees for an event, to yeah, get like you have to, if, and, yeah, 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 and those guys out there to to show showcase what they have i think you probably bite the bullet on that one mm-hmm. if i'm one one championship i do think that there's going to be states that'll open it up to it yeah. um i you know i i i was on the living death podcast on monday um and we didn't dive too deep into to any of the topics we've talked about tonight uh but i did mention that it was why don't you probably... marry them you like them so much <laughs> i did mention <laughs> uh i did mention that i thought it was probably the most knowledgeable crowd that i've ever sat in to watch a combat sports event um to see the guy i mean i don't know like i said on i said on the show i said i don't know if everybody was just naive and like sponges to everything that was happening 
or if everybody that showed up there just seemed to know their shit. Mm-hmm. They knew, and Chatri, I guess, mentioned in the post fight. I saw something on Twitter, I think last night, about this, where yeah. he was shocked to see that, like, yeah. the people knew his fighters. Um, Rod Tang people, was the biggest one. Even people Rod were Tang dancing like... in the crowd for Rod Tang. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, you had people chanting uh, Mikey, you know, Musumeci. Mikey over and over yeah. again for the Musumeci. Um, uh, there was people sitting behind me from uh, Pakistan down the aisle from Yemen. I had people from Vietnam sitting in front of me. Um, there was people from Mexico, Brazilian flags. It was, it was like the most international event that I, I, but that I've ever been to bar mm-hmm. none. Um, as far as just being such a mix of crowd and everybody being so happy and mm-hmm. cheering on their countrymen. You know, I, I did kind of, a, that was kind of cool too. Like the ring announcer doesn't announce the city you're from. Mm-hmm. You're from the United States you're yeah, from Vietnam. Yeah. You're from China. Like it, it, it made it feel kind of Olympic esque as far as just yeah. hearing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I never even thought about that. They always, you know, do that like too. It, and with, when you have a card where you have Kazakhstan, and I mean, you have every there's just, it was there had to have been you know without I'm guessing there was ten countries represented, um, you know, uh, on, on the card, and that might even be low um, uh, for the twenty two you know fighters that fought, uh, but. Uh, it was fun. It was yeah. fun. It was the heartbeat that they play over the crowd. I had never heard that. I never picked that up when I watched <laughs> it on TV. But the subtle heartbeat that is going like they they play like a heartbeat, and mm-hmm. it, it speeds up at times, and it's just kind of subtle in the background. You really doesn't it doesn't distract from the fight, but it adds this like blood sport kind of like yeah feel to it, you know, a little bit. And, I wonder uh, if there's research done on that on purpose because I mean it seems to work well with the crowd. They always have very lively crowds. And like you said, I didn't even know that. I never really paid any mind to it. I had no idea until like the second fight of the night, third fight of the night. My buddy goes, "Oh, this heartbeat's crazy," and I go, and, it, and it, like all of a sudden, then I could I could focus on it as opposed, you know, and it, it kind of was like, "Oh wow, I, I didn't even." It was so subtle, but it, it's like now that I know it's there, it's 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 really kind of a cool, mm-hmm. cool atmosphere for the event, and uh, you know, um, the VIPs there, just seeing them bring out like trays of sushi. Oh drink. wow, they had sushi. Oh, yeah. they had like yeah, they, they, <laughs> there was probably like twenty five waiters and waitresses Holy that in between shit. the fights would like swarm the VIP. Like have to open the up ring. the pockets for that one. <laughs> like Excellent. would swarm the people around the ring with trays of drinks. I know, I know you like to go as a fan. I wonder what the hell with how they had treated media. I, <laughs> I didn't know, even see I didn't... media. I didn't see media. I I, like I, I did. I I some of the folks that I do talk to like apparently they didn't have the they didn't have the best seats, but. uh I mean, I I feel like if I was gonna do something like that, I would want to go as a fan, just because it seems, it seems so, it seems so, just crazy. Like 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 you want to soak it all in. Like something you wouldn't want to miss. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it, it was really like that. It was like okay, like and immediately like you're going okay. They sold out every seat. The crowd's going wild. Like. If I'm one, I'm signing with that arena for like three events a year and I'm going there every four months and I'm selling it out and I'm building my brand. If you know, obviously, if you get offered these bigger states, you make the move or bigger cities, I should say, even. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but it was like the perfect storm for them. You know, like I, I've seen Demetrius. I saw watch Demetrius Johnson fight Cejudo in the UFC and the cheers he got by a crowd one quarter the size or a third the size. I mean, to hear people chanting his name, mm-hmm. to see him come down that ramp, like, you know, I, I feel like, you know, we, he might have been thinking it was a retirement fight going into that fight, but I don't think he could have came down that ramp 
heard his name cheered, heard that crowd have, you know, 90% for support for the dude and then go, no, I'm, I'm done with this. Yeah. To me, like he does. Okay. Like we can literally, I can literally fight in the United States. I don't have to travel to Singapore. I like, yeah. I, I can, in my older, you know, end of my career, I can fight two, three, four more times in the United States over the next two, three years. And, and this is how the crowd's going to treat me. And one's going to pay me and I can how stack you, belts. When he asked the crowd, if, if they wanted him to ret- retire, I'm, I'm curious what your reaction was. Well, I mean, I didn't get vocal, but you know, I, 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 I just, I, I don't want him to retire for the sake of Mighty Mouse helping one grow. Mm. Um, there is a small selfish part of me that was like, I kind of wouldn't mind saying I got to see his last fight because it looked like uh, a lot of a lot of folks wanted wanted him to keep fighting. Yeah, oh, the vast majority of the yeah. crowd and the people and, and me, you know. But like mm-hmm. I said, there was a small, there's 2% of me that's like, well, if this is, it wasn't rooting for him to retire, but it was like, if this is his last fight, I'm glad I'm here. You mm-hmm. know, one of, the, one of those kind of moments, you know. I mean, you mentioned Mendez retiring. Like, it's just a weird coincidence. I was at his retirement fight for MMA against mm-hmm. Volkanovski, and now I'm at his, his combat fighting retirement, which, mm-hmm. you know, not being a huge Mendez fan, but it's like, dude, like, I... I got to see you from start to finish and yeah. literally tell your finish line, you know? So yeah. as a fan in the arena, you know, watching some of these guys who are older and, and full yeah. eight or retirement. I mean, I feel like I've been through a run of a guys just what's, what's, what, up. what's, what's funny. Like you mentioned, it's, it's crazy because you know, with, with the similarity between the two events and the two fighters that you just mentioned, they both, had, they both said, even at the, and again, at the post fight press conference, both of them were like, it's not something that they're going to do alone. They're going to discuss with their families first and then see, you know, if financially it makes sense for them to keep fighting. And and one thing about Mighty Mouse that even my own jiu-jitsu instructor who's been in, in a warm-up room with him back when he was cornering um, um, Ricardo Romero when he, when he was fighting in the UFC, they shared a warm-up room together. And my instructor came back and told us all how you know, as good as Mighty Mouse is, and back then he was like still like he was younger in his prime career, like you know, he, not as legendary as he is now. But even back then, um, my you know my instructor comes all the way back to New Jersey from Vegas, and he's just like, I just can't believe how how uh, coachable the guy is. I mean, he's his, his mind, the way his mind works, nothing he does is is by accident. He's very He's just the way he fights is the way he seems to do everything. And, and I, I don't, you know, I think he definitely deserves the time to, to think about it. And, you know, if, if I don't know how much money one lost holding that event, especially with the bonuses they gave out, but cause I mean, I'm used to their $50,000 bonuses, but I rather raw tang got a hundred thousand and I forget. Didn't someone else get a hundred thousand? I forget who I have to have to look at. Unless they gave it to mighty mouse, but no, <laughs> there was definitely a handful of yeah. 50,000. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think we get a little bit skewed by the UFC being cheap as hell. Mm-hmm. Like the UFC should be giving mm-hmm. out like $500,000 bonuses, yeah. you know, based off the amount of money they're making. Like the yeah. $50,000 thing is, is a nice chunk of money, mm-hmm. but it ain't putting these, if these companies got the sponsors, the, the gate for the arena, you know, the tickets weren't super cheap. They were mm-hmm. competitive priced, mm-hmm. you know, so you're maximizing your gate. Um, but you know, just a, a fun show. If my yeah. tires, yeah. it's a, it's a hell of a yeah. way to go out. But I just feel like there's too much there for him right now. Yeah. And like, one last thing I'll say I'll say before we move on to the Bell Tour uh, 296 preview, 
for this weekend. Um, one thing I want to say is, is like it, it was crazy. It's crazy how many people had the same sentiment as because of how good that card was, and kind of like saying the UFC better like wake up and smell the coffee and, and stop doing this wash, rinse, and repeat. I, I forget. I wish I remember who the post was. Someone put a post. And it was kind of like a like a you know. Of course, it was trolling trolling uh, other promotions a little bit. But some of it made sense to me, and I, I'm not I'm not remembering it word for word. But it was like, you know, one is for the fans, PFLs for the fighters, UFC is for the corporate overlords, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Bell, I mean like Bellator. I forget that they had something bad to say about Bellator. But I don't think you could have possibly <laughs> went to the BKFC show or the one show mm-hmm. and then go to the UFC event this weekend and not be disappointed. Mm. Like I don't see how. Bar like barring the greatest fights and maybe the most violent night of action and flying arm bars and you mm-hmm. know craziness beyond crazy. Like I can't even picture how anything the UFC is doing on these fight night cards mm-hmm. could compare to what I witnessed those those two nights in Denver. I mean it was yeah. it was it was just <clears throat> bad, you know. I mean, you know, and then the UFC comes out today with their schedule and you're like, geez, like mm-hmm. There's a long nine week haul there. There's a couple good events, but you know, Holly Holm mm. main eventing against somebody I don't even know. Like <laughs> we, 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 that's we're hurting, we're hurting, and, and it's it's you know the the international fight week card is solid, but seeing people lose their minds, call it a ten card. Like I feel, I sure feel like we uh, mm. we've been brainwashed to believe that what is a ten card now used to be, you know, it's a ten now. It was a seven and a half. You know, not yeah. not all that long ago. Yeah. What do we got? Kevin Nielsen chipping in. I, I missed. Yeah, he said uh, Mighty Mouse was one of the first fighters I remember talking about how he integrated rehab into his fight fight training after his shoulder surgery ahead of his time. Really, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, he's just uh, again like a, my 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 instructor was the one that kind of turned me on to how smart he is, and and I mean that's what made me watch him more. And when I I remember watching all his fights after the fact, even when Ricardo was out of the UFC and I was watching all his fights after the fact. And I, I remember I was with my ex in a bar once and it was a, it was one of the pay-per-views that he headlined and everybody started like leaving when, when his fight was on. And I, in my mind, I was like, what are you doing? This is one of the best fucking fighters on the planet. And you know, that that's back when people had for some reason, didn't, I mean, didn't like the 125 pound division, like they never watched the old school Tuesday night boxing fights when the little guys used to box. I was guilty of it too. To, be fire. It, uh, to me, it was, it was you know it was it was I was guilty of that as mm. well. Um, but yeah, not a single know. person left that fight early for the yeah uh, for the, from that Mighty Mouse fight. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like it was just it, it was I, it, for me it was like the first time in his life that I've seen mm. and witnessed it that like like he, he's getting to what he deserves. Like he's getting what he deserves, and I yeah. just wonder if he's selfless enough to walk away right now when there's mm-hmm. a chance to kind of stick it to like, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like get your face on some billboards. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I wonder if, if that's there and it certainly won't hurt his Twitch and all that other stuff, you know, like, yeah. if you, you know, you're going to get, I think it was uh, when they, when they first started doing the, when they announced it, I, I forget he did an interview with, he was in New York city. It was recently and he didn't, I think it was with Esquire magazine. And and the person like even talks about how how he they go to they go someplace you know to, to sit down and eat to do the interview, and um the the person writing the interview says I'm with one of the greatest martial artists on the planet, 
and a world champion and and you know we're walking around and, and nobody knows who he is and and i feel like now after especially after that event if they didn't know who he was they they better know who he is now maybe one get get one one or two in um if he wants to but i don't think we should blame him if he doesn't want to no no but hell of an event um you know main event was not the most exciting fight uh, but that was the only like slight takeaway from the show. You know, I had it basically as a 10 and then I, mm. I ended up ranking it at about an 8.59 yeah. uh, because but, of the, the, you know, not, 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 it just, when you have a, you have a fight where two guys knocked each other out, there's always that potential, yeah. for a little bit of hesitation. And and the other thing too is, is like the, uh, as many times if these guys fight each other enough times, they get to know they, they get to know each other's, you know, well enough mm-hmm. and you cross hands enough times and it gets to a point that you're just like, yeah, you know, I, I, what, what what are we going to surprise each other with now? You know what I mean? So uh, that, that, I didn't mind that it went to a decision. It didn't completely surprise yeah. me. I kind of thought that that's what might happen. But mm. I'm just saying as far as like if that had fight had ended in something spectacular, that that card would have been off the, you know, it would have been 11 out of a 10. That, mm. There was, there was you know, the Deritter grappling match was slow. Um, but other than though that. Yeah, I, I uh, one quick comment about that. I enjoyed cause that match. I think we got an answer. I know they. I don't. I, I, I'm a little like I was a little skewed on 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 the decision of that. I found um, Ty to be a little apprehensive. I mean, rightfully so because he he knows Dorito's got a nasty Darsh choke. So every time, it's funny because every time he got a, he got an overhook. Was I'm sorry, I might be when he got because Dorito kept yeah. Every time he got an underhook and Dorito went for his overhook, he would Ty would retreat his arm. Which is smart because you know that's how you not get darts choked. So he was obviously aware of it. I know in the post-fight press conference he said he wanted to go after you know his his goal is to eventually work his way up the ladder and, and kind of like you know get to Gordon Ryan, beat him, and then do MMA. But um, watching the the side, I feel like he's not going to do unless he trains more with big guys like that uh, that are good at jujitsu. I feel like I let, we're going to get more matches like that. But I mean. Credit to the kid for one, it's for you know aiming so high. I mean, you know, you don't know if you don't try. So I mean, if he succeeds, then then you know, of course, I'll eat my words. Yeah. So uh, that brings us to the the fresh stuff for this week. Um, we mentioned BKFC on Friday. Uh, also, uh, early earlier on Friday, um, I believe one is it one Eastern or is it four Eastern? The start time. I got it right in front of for me. For Bellator? Oh, 1130 AM Eastern. So it's an early, yeah, yeah, early breakfast with Bellator. In so Paris. Yes. You are talking about Bellator. Okay. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, you know, uh, it's not the greatest card of all time, but there's a couple potential bangers on. I don't here. know about that, man. I mean, it's a pretty, I wouldn't it's say a good nothing. card. It's one of their better, uh, Paris cards. Yeah. Um, and obviously it's got one of the, you know, one of, one of my goats, uh, Gegard Musasi, mm. uh, in the main event against Fabian Edwards, um, along with Re- Brent Prentmas. Uh, really quick before we get look at the main card, yeah, I just want to make sure. There are folks, some names on the prelims. I, I want to make sure folks know about this fight that got moved that uh, me and Nolan King, where we had talked about it, and I forget what other card that it got moved from. just want to make sure it's still on there. It's a pretty, very, pretty big pretty big prelims so if you have access to youtube at around 11 30 a.m eastern you definitely want to keep your eye on this fight right here oliver Ankamp versus luca poclete so poclete was the one that nolan king and i uh, like the lucanator we talked about submission of the year um and then oliver Ankamp is a guy that got the 
not a buggy choke uh triangle in, inverted triangle in his fight so i'm really looking forward to this fight finally happening definitely um I've, it's probably gonna turn into a kickboxing match but both guys are uh it looks like folks are leaning any camp to to win it but definitely gonna be uh if i mean the hardcore fans if you're a fan of bellator's uh fighters this is definitely one you want to keep an eye on yeah uh sal rogers also on the prelims mm-hmm. um denise keelholtz uh prelim he's landu yeah um but you know, obviously, the names that jump out at me are the top three fights of this fight mm-hmm. card: Douglas Lima uh, against Vincennes. Um, You know, I don't know how you see this. I, I kind of, uh, you know, Lima's one of those guys again who, like, I mean, I love watching Lima fight. Mm-hmm. I thought, he, you know, there was a time when I argued he might have been the the best welterweight in the world. Um, unfortunately, now he's on a four fight losing streak, mm-hmm. although against four legitimate top tier. Uh, opponents in Bellator. Um, I'm a little nervous for this fight. Uh, hmm. Vincennes is is a heavier heavy hitter. Yeah, and I wonder if the uh, strikers. Yeah, yeah, and I kind of I kind of have a feeling like this might be uh, Lima's you know swan song here, and um, we could potentially be seeing the end of a, of a hell of a career. Uh, yeah, at least in Bellator. Yeah, no, I mean uh, that's one like I'm, that's one I want to stay away from for that very reason. The one that I'm actually really excited about is this one here, Brent Primus versus Mansoor Barnui. Um, you know, Primus wasn't initially in the Grand Prix, and then I for, I can't even remember who fell out that they that they inserted Primus in. Um, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on that, but when that happened, I was like, no, better. Brent Primus should be in it. Um, and um, you know, underrated ground game. Again, I always call him the original calf kicker because he's the one that made. Michael Chandler's leg go funky in the Madison Square Garden with a calf kick. So uh, I'm excited for this fight. I'm I'm actually rooting for him to win just because uh, you know I've been watching him for a while. And it looks like the fans got Barnui, uh, you know, as a, as a favorite. But uh, I disagree with that. I might have to check the odds on that. <laughs> put some put a little cheddar cheese on premise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd be curious what the odds are. I think it's going to be a good fight. You know, I think premise has a. a bigger punch but barnui is a, is a submission expert mm-hmm. um oh interesting that the crowd lean heavy towards barnui yeah. um yeah i mean i I'm, I'm i'll go with the, the favorite to win by a submission but uh i i do think that that's a little skewed there the 78 percent seems a mm-hmm. little bit uh a little bit on the high side and might, like you said might be worth looking at the the odds to yeah. uh to put some on primus or premise uh yeah and then and then the main event i mean you know everything that could be said has been said about <laughs> gegard musasi yeah. the guys fought everybody the guys fought weight classes you know three weight classes um really four if you want to count him fighting super heavyweights um but i mean the guy is just a uh just a stud fabian edwards coming off of a couple wins including a, a finish of Liotto Machida, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm going with Musasi. You know, I, I've kind of been off on his pick. I, you know, when he when he lost the title, uh, and then I, you know, I picked against him the fight before that. So yeah. I've been off, but I'm, 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 I think he wins this fight. I think he's just a better fighter, and I think, yeah, yeah, uh, I think he's hungry probably for for a big win here. Yeah, I don't know about hungry because of just the way he, you know, having talked to him a few times when he's been out here for me in New York. 
and and just his whole still got to eat though. Yeah. You still got to eat, even if you're <laughs> quiet. You still got to eat. Yeah. I, I think I think he probably sees maybe potential for a last title shot hmm. on the horizon with a yeah. win here. He probably gets the title fight, gets a chance to get his belt back, get a yeah. chance to get revenge. Um, a loss here puts him puts him. You know, he's not he's not a spring chicken. So mm-hmm. I don't know how many. You know, and he's fought. What are we looking at? Fifty eight <laughs> times. Nine <laughs> times. Yeah. Um, officially 59. Who knows how many in reality? No. Uh, but, um, you know, I, yeah. I, I just, just a true sportsman and one of the, one of the greats of this sport and somebody, if I was, you know, trying to get somebody in this sport 10 years down the line from now, I'd say, you know, Google Gegard Mousasi mm. and, and watch yeah. some of his fights. Yeah. And 69% of the fans on Beltor.com seem to think, uh, Mousasi is going to win. I, I obviously do not disagree with that or you. So that's your Bellator 296 card. I'm definitely um, I'm glad Bellator's back. I mean, it's going to be early. I'll probably still be working, but uh, you know, I'll definitely catch it on the replay if I don't get to catch it. Uh, the main card starts 4 p.m. my time Eastern. Um, that's a heavily, that's a really big preliminary card. That's why it starts so early. Um, and again, uh, I'm hoping I can find some way to catch the uh, that one match on the prelims. Uh, you know, kill Diddy's kill holds is on there. It's a really good card, so uh, don't sleep on a, on an early card on Friday. Yep. So there's that early BKFC uh, in the in the early evening, and then as I mentioned earlier, if you're really looking for that triple header late night, you got Epic Fighting, uh, EpicFightingLive.com. Uh, to watch Mr. John Bromley, our our, uh, our boy. I noticed he changed his name. I think it's on Tapology. It says "Just Bleed" now. So I want to give it, John just, just bleed, bleed Brumley. Yep, appears to appears <laughs> to be the nickname. So uh, <laughs> all right, uh, kind of made me chuckle when I saw that. Uh, yeah, I like it. I like. Oh, we got to get him back. We got to get him back just to talk about that. Just bleed Brumley. I love it. Uh, uh, so. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, until then, uh, fans can check out the show at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ed at Carbazal on Twitter, Carbeerzal on Instagram, and Old Head Carb on Twitch. And again, as always, you can check out our podcast at allaccessmma.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good rest of your night, Ed, and uh, look forward to this weekend's, uh, weekend's fights. Yep, we'll see you week after next.